Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The Race for the Ring, episode 126, Sugar Rush, with Dr. Heather Brown. Welcome to The Race for the Ring, the podcast about dating and embracing self-love and inner confidence. I'm your host, Mindy Barnett. I'm an entrepreneur, two-time author, keynote speaker, television contributor, and soon-to-be psychotherapist. Since re-entering the dating world after my divorce, I found dating life eye-opening. In an age of online swiping and in-person meetups, I found the world of love and lust has been a confusing place to be. So each week, we will chat with a different dating king or queen, socialite, or relationship expert and explore the many facets of dating today and come up with our clear plan on how to find the finest fish in the sea. Ready, set, go. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Race for the Ring. We have a really cool concept today. We are going to challenge everybody to think about what your favorite candy is. And if you're like me, you have a variety of different candies. I like M&Ms, preferably with a peanut. I love a good $100,000 gram bar. I love Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. I love... Hershey bars, plain and simple. I added the plain and simple. I love Twizzlers. I actually love a good Sour Patch Kid. I can't tell you the last time I ate any of the above, but nevertheless, I do enjoy them all. And just like dating, our guest today, Dr. Heather Brown, likes to make an analogy with what we see in the candy store to what we see online. She's been a psychotherapist. She's also a mother for 25 years, and she loves both roles and is really made a career of helping people change their stickiness thought process and see the other side. She's coined the reframe queen, which we get into as well. So I'll spare you what exactly that is because I don't want to scoop what I'm going to share as we get into the conversation. And her specialties are specifically couples, communication, intimacy, grief and loss, spirituality, faith, and transferring lives into expressions of beauty and joy. And really uses her backstory and the way she works with her patients into storytelling and imagery and adds a lot of humor into the day-to-day as well. So we talk about her uh, candy store challenge, which she's created, what exactly that is, how you can beat the candy store challenge and leave with your favorite lollipop in hand. 
Here we go. Heather Brown. Hello, Dr. Heather. Welcome to the Race for the Ring. How are you? I am great. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. So you're called the Reframe Queen, I hear. Can you tell me a little bit about what that is exactly, how you got coined that name, and what it is exactly in terms of reframing that you do so well? Absolutely. So it came from the fact that I grew up with a mom who was a paranoid schizophrenic, and so she thought of things differently than most people. And in doing so, it gave me the ability to look at different ways of looking at situations and trying to understand how could she leap from where she went. So in a psychological viewpoint, it was helpful as a kid. As a therapist, though, it's unbelievably helpful because I can help people see another side and I can throw up another option. And we only know what we know until we can think of something else. So I'll say, how about we see this from the other side? Or how about we tweak this? Or let's go from a different angle. And so it opens up the door for people to start to explore and discuss and hopefully have a little bit more compassion for someone having a different viewpoint. And it's just stuck because people always say, gosh, I love the way you think about things or you help me look at things in a different way. You open me up. And so I'm the reframe queen. I love that. I'm curious because I'm a psychology uh, student. Um, do you, would you then say that's more of a theory based that's on cognitive behavioral therapy or is it more in, in that or is it sort of a mix of a variety of different theories? What a great question. I've never <laughs> thought about it. Absolutely. I'm just curious. Yeah. Well, absolutely. It's definitely cognitive behavioral. Absolutely. Yes. Um, but it could also be like structural because how you look at things, how you approach things, how you step into things, what is your role? So it can go a little bit broader. But yeah, I would say cognitive behavioral would be the the root of where it started. That's cool. So um in, in your work with couples or, you know, people dealing with issues with relationships or lack thereof, I should say, um, what would you say the top maybe one or two things that it sort of seems to be like a theme amongst your patients um, that you're needing to implement the reframing? Well, the thing that pretty much every single person who steps into my office who's there for couples work says is I'm a horrible communicator. Uh, That's pretty much what they say. And their viewpoint is they don't know how to do it because their partner's not understanding them or they're, they're not, they're not getting to a place where they, they can look at things in a way that they resolve anything. And so that would be the biggest piece that we start with. And so I'll pull them back and I say, well, we're going from the wrong place. We're going for communication off of words, which is 7% of what communication is. And what I, what I tell clients is if you start with connection, then you can go somewhere really differently with the words you use. But if you start with talking and telling your piece and not having a true connection with the person you're with, not having compassion, it just doesn't go as well. Yeah, no, that's true. So how do you find the connection with somebody if you're maybe in a heat of an argument or something like that. I mean, that's kind of a tricky one, I know, and it's obviously case by case, but mm -hmm. are, do you have like maybe a couple of tips that you can offer to our listeners in that way? 
love to. So if you find yourself in an argument and one of you is getting heated or one of you is getting overwhelmed, I suggest that you have a a code word that you can use in that moment. Maybe it's jelly roll or hopscotch, a word you don't normally use. And you say it when what you wish you could say is, I really love you and I'm having a hard time right now. So I want to take a break so I can come back and do this better. In the heat of an argument, that doesn't come out of her mouth. No, I thought Scotch would probably be the last thing I would <laughs> come up with, in all honesty. But I get what you're saying. So, yeah, yeah I mean, you it's can a safe word, right? But it's just not yeah. a very good yeah. word. So, so I, yeah. I suggest a word that they don't normally use, you know. Uh-oh, yeah, no, dog. I understand. I totally, yeah. I was just trying to make a joke. And then, then the agreement like, is, I'm going to go off. Probably four letter words like that. Probably, probably. <laughs> yeah. Which makes it a longer time you need to be away. And then what I suggest is, you know, go off and take five, 10 minutes to calm mm. down. Now here's yeah. the key. If they take longer than that, they're not letting go of the anger and the frustration. They're layering it with, and she did this. And last week she did this and she's probably thinking this. So it's really only five minutes that you need if you haven't gone to massive escalation, which I help my clients not do. And then the key is to find what's under the anger. You're either going to be hurt or you're going to be scared. And so when you can find what that is, that allows you to step back in in a very different viewpoint because you're not in the attack mode. You're not in the blame mode. The hardest piece that I tell my clients is wait until you care with the person you're speaking with what they feel and what their view is. And we don't want to do that. We want to come back and say, okay, I'm going to tell you once again, but until you can care about the other person's viewpoint, you're not ready to have a conversation. And so I tell them you need to wait longer because you have to have some That's compassion good advice. about yeah, your experience. Yeah, to be in the right mindset, to be very right. open to absorbing what's going to come at you. It may not be pleasant. Some of it might be not completely accurate. Some of it might be true, but yeah, that's really good advice. It's easier said than done, but that, I guess that's why people go to therapy, right? (laughs) Okay. All right. So the show is basically going to focus on your candy store challenge, which I find completely intriguing and I want to dive into. So for everyone listening, can you give us like a quick, um, definition of what exactly we're not talking about like gummy bears and twizzlers and gumballs so to speak but um just different things that we eye candy i guess for a lack of a better way of putting it um that we might be might seem awesome we have a lot of choices but it can also be a detriment to us in finding that perfect person or i guess there is no such thing but someone that suits us in in a perfect way well, and someone that we're willing to stay with. Right. I'm, yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm a widow. And um, so this has been my first experience doing online dating. And I saw myself falling into it as well. There, you have thousands of choices. Yeah. And that's incredible because you get to meet so many people and engage with so many people. But that can also become problematic because you can say, well, this one's more attractive or this one's closer, this this one surfs. And so you start to compare, do you have this? Do you have this? Do you have this? I dated a gentleman for a while who lived in Santa Barbara and it's two and a half hours away on a good day. Mm -hmm. And on our first meet, I told him I'm going to get off. 
And he asked why. And I said, for us to make it, I need to not be looking at people who are 15 minutes away. That's good. It was a really great choice. And, and I have stayed with that. If I start to date someone more than twice, I go off. And then that way, I'm just focusing on us, just on them. I'm not doing that back and forth. And you also then don't have a great date with Joe on Friday and you laugh and you have an amazing time. And then you meet Frank the next day and he's really intelligent, but you don't really need to laugh because Frank's intelligent. You, you start to get pieces so true. They Enjoy. wind up filling the cup in different ways. And so exactly. you take a little bit of these different ingredients and you create your own Frankenstein. No, exactly. but that's really good. That's a really good point. Because I sort of see myself, as you were saying that, I, I, I'm dating a few different people right now, um, kind of in tandem. However, like I'm the same as you. Like if I find that I'm really into somebody, it doesn't have to be a serious relationship, but somebody that I can see like, hanging out with for more than say one or two times, then I will kind of like not look at the app, not necessarily remove myself from the app, but I just won't go on the app so that I can just focus on that person. I also don't have, I'm sure you're the same, a lot of time for chit chat with a bunch of strangers that you don't really know. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. So can we get into some of that about like, do you think this candy store challenge has, kind of um, risen for because of online dating and the multitude of choices that we have essentially at our fingertips? Or was this something that was always prevalent even years past, like when you were maybe single the first time? And I'm sorry about your loss, by the way, too. Thank you. Thank you. I wasn't aware of it, but I know there have always been people who have chosen to date numerous people at mm -hmm. some time. So I'm sure it was there, but from the nature of candy shopping, you go in and you see all these amazing options and you kind of want to try them all in life. That doesn't happen quite as much because for you to have any kind of interaction with somebody, you have an interaction with them. And so you'll start to say hi, or you'll smile or you'll dance, you'll hang out at a bar. If you think about when you go out, let's say to a bar, you might meet, I don't know, five people, but how many do you actually spend time with? If you're online, you could have swiped through 500. Mm -hmm. So simply by the difference of it being organic and being face to face, you're not going to have that much time. Plus you're going to start to talk right away. Right. And then as soon as you do that, you're actually in a little bit of a relationship in that moment. And most of us, if we like the person, want to keep on talking. Whereas if you're swiping, it's real quick to be like, hey, you're hot. Hey there, Joy, like your surfboard. And, and, and it's not an engagement. You're just throwing out a fishing line to see if they'll respond. So right. life itself creates a right. moment. It's true. In fact, I find myself, I think I've shared this antidote before, so not with you, so I'll share it with you now. <laughs> um, sometimes when I'm online um, and um, swiping and then I write to somebody back or whatever, and then they write me back, I almost get annoyed. I'm like, I don't want to talk to you now. I'm talking about swiping. Like, <laughs> 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 and that's like, 
what's the what? point of doing any of this? And then sometimes I find myself like, um, you know, I swipe so fast and then like I miss a match and I'm like, oh, oh, well, or I meant to swipe one way, but because I liked thought he was cute, but I swiped the wrong way. I'm like, oh, well, there'll be another one. Like it's just, it's it's crazy. It's almost like they're not real people in cyberspace. Well, and it makes it feel that way. I, one yeah. of my earliest dates was with a really, really lovely man and he had two young children and my kids were 14 and 17 when their dad passed and they okay. made a request that I not date anybody with children younger because they kind of wanted to be the yeah. babies. Yeah. And he shared with me, his kids were eight and 10 and he took out a photo and I looked at them and my heart just sank. And I said, oh, I, I a hundred percent can't do this. And he yeah. looked at me and he said, what? And I said, they're, they're babies. And he said, Heather, this is just a date. And I'm like, yeah. And I realized for me in that moment, I, I don't necessarily look at dating as let's just have fun. You know, let's just go out and you can buy me dinner and we'll flirt and it'll be enjoyable. I've got to remember that the other person, it's their life. And yeah, they might be much more serious. And this guy was, he really wanted a, a stepmom and I was not to be that. Right. A lot of people don't want that. And that's important to find out. Like, is this, are we just dating? Is this no, casual? I, is this I agree. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you want to find, but you also don't want to waste your time or the other person's time, you know? So you don't want to use someone. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of women out there who will will go out just to get a free dinner. And I have oh, a God, lot of friends no. who are treated. treated. You're on your own. You work so hard. Be treated. I'm thinking, like, that sounds lovely, but I want to make certain I like the guy before I do that. Because yeah. it, it's his money. It's his energy. He could be going out with somebody else who's way more into him. So it's a place of respect. No, I fully agree. Okay. So any other, like any other uh, steps of anything associated with this candy store challenge of what exactly is the challenge that you offer to your, your patients or your clients or whomever you're working with? Well, I think it's important that they really take some time before they step into and then after online dating to think about who really is best for them and who are they best for. Mm -hmm. We tend to have the things that we want, and some of those are kind of a just a non-negotiable. And then sometimes it's a little bit iffy. I found for me, the longer I was online, the more I'd start to loosen up some of the things like, oh, he can have little kids, or he can be younger, or he can live far away, or it, it, it's all right. And I would go beyond what really is what I want. Mm -hmm. In the hopes of meeting someone when I wasn't meeting someone for a long-term relationship that we both felt inclined to stay in. Um, but those parameters were really good parameters. And so there's the place of looking at, okay, so there is a Milky Way there, but I really like Snickers. So why am I going to a Milky Way if what I really want is a Snicker? We, we can start to just look at, well, this part's fun. So I'll enjoy that. And it's tantalizing. And we want to think about, are you doing this to tantalize yourself? Or are you doing this to really meet someone and maybe have a meaningful relationship? Mm -hmm. And how are you really invested 
in you offering yourself. I saw a great show. I think it's called Second Time Wives. Matthew Hussey did it. It was in Australia. And it was women who had been divorced. One was a widow. And they were like in their 30s, 40s, 50s. And they were stepping back into the dating scene. Is this a reality and, show? Yeah, it was Oh, it amazing. sounds awesome. What channel is it on? <laughs> amazing i might have the name wrong but look up matthew hussey and it's like second times okay. wives or okay something like that i would love wives. it oh go ahead and yes yes four women amazing women and he would walk them through the whole process of dating between online between meeting in person between a setup you know whatever and one of the women would go and just share her guts and he'd videotape the dates and they would talk about them afterwards and she was not successful in dating where some of the other women were being successful with him and he said to her do you think you're being vulnerable and because she, she said the guys just they won't open up they're not they're not close emotionally and my my gut kind of went because i'm like well i think there's going to be a message in this for me right and she was spewing her whole life story and telling them all these things. And he said, do you think you're being vulnerable? And she said, yeah. And he said, hmm. He said, you're talking On a first date, she was like spilling her guts. Oh, that's a lot Like, this is what I've been through, just so you know, and putting it all out there. And the guys were very nice and they were listening, but most of them weren't asking for another date. She couldn't know. She didn't know why. She's like, they just don't care about my heart. And what he said was, like a he crazy said, person. <laughs> it was a little wild. And yeah. he said, um, how how much are you caring about them? Oh, so she how wouldn't ask them any questions. Them to open themselves up. And yeah, she would just tell about herself. She never inquired about, oh, that's a lot. I thought you meant more. I thought it was a give and take and she was just oversharing about her own issues a little or whatever bit, she's a little been bit, through. But, but the key he got was, is there a true moment of connection, of caring, of compassion. And that goes into the candy store. With the candy store, you don't do that because you're looking and that's fun and you're looking and that's fun. You're looking and there's another one. I got five dates this week and like, yeah. it's all gonna be fun, but you're not in that place of, gosh, I'm hoping this will go well. And how are we doing? And what are you looking for in a relationship? And so I think that gets lost in the candy store mentality because it's, it's the focus of what do I get? Please me, delight me, not how, how, how are you wanting someone to be with you? Right. It's like more like a sugar rush, basically. Like you get like yeah. high off of all of the attention and all of your choices. And I liked your analogy earlier about like the different candies and you like some, but you don't like all the ingredients. It's like Miranda to me, um, I don't think, I don't remember the last time I actually indulged in a candy bar of any sort, um, <laughs> at least since my I hit 45, but nonetheless, I remember uh, Twix. Like I don't, I never liked the cookie part. So when I was younger, I used to like eat, like uh, eat, scrape off of my teeth, like the caramel and the chocolate part and throw out the cookie part, but I ate it, but I eat the whole thing. So it's like, you're enjoying some pieces of some person versus the other and all that. And as you were talking, I was thinking too, like I, I'm divorced. So I was single at one point, then I got married. Now I'm single again. But the first time I was single, there, there was online dating, but it wasn't like apps. There wasn't smartphones. It was just, there was just like, you know, internet online dating, which I didn't really participate in at the time. But, um, 
I just met people organically or set up and things of that nature. But I think at the most, I would have maybe been talking to two guys at the same time. And that was a lot. So even if it wasn't a right fit, you were still focused, at least for me. And I think the majority of my friends too, we were all just sort of focusing on one person at a time, which was much more doable, was much more fair. The relationship had more potential, I think, in general. So that's good advice in terms of what you were saying earlier, I think, for people to listen to, because I think people are, myself included, like, I, I, I just don't have, me, I personally just don't have a lot of time because they run my business. I'm a single mom. I'm a full-time graduate student. I have all these uh, podcasts. Like, I have a lot of, I have a lot of balls in the air. So yeah. I, I can squeeze in a date randomly every so often. That's awesome. And a couple of years, I think I'll be more, um, in, you know, uh, intentional um, when I have one more, one thing off of my plate. But nevertheless, um, I feel like it's it's good to sort of take a smaller piece, maybe just like a couple gummy bears, <laughs> perhaps like some a bag of jelly beans. Like I don't know, right? Um, well, and you never know. I have a friend who went out with two people, maybe a three. She went out with three people. She's a widow. Three okay. people. First guy proposed. Oh and my they goodness! Were in a relationship okay. for like seven months. Like he was a great guy. Not her guy, but a great guy. Second guy, I think, you know, a date or two. The third guy she married. Oh, that's amazing. Really? Yes. How did she meet these men online? I did. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, out in the, really? out in the California? Yeah. But that but not my experience. You know, I've been a widow now for eight years and I've gone out with a lot of people and um I've had a couple people who've wanted to get married, but it was super premature and we yeah, that's a red five too. We right? weren't the best match. Yeah. 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 But there is a place you need to invest. It's like when you took that Twix and you were scraping off that caramel and that chocolate, you knew what you wanted. You got it. Yeah. It gave me yeah. that sugar rush I needed. And I threw, I threw out the cookie bar. So <laughs> it, it wasn't a very, I'm sorry to make fun. It wasn't but a very good. I really <laughs> like a thousand dollar bar. I like every ingredient in a thousand dollar bar. So I'll be, I'm going to keep my lips shut until that thousand dollar bar shows up on my doorstep. <laughs> so I can eat whatever's in that, the Grace Krispies and the caramel and the chocolate. It doesn't have any nougat because I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So what are some of your take homes then? If you have a patient um, or a, a client or however you refer them um, and they have this candy store fix and they need their sugar um, and they don't know what their favorite flavor is. What, what do you do to help kind of like hone them in and, and kind of focus um, and, and as a, attempt to have some sort of helpful relationship, whether it's even just for a couple of weeks? The first place, the first place I'd go is to say, you know, be in the store, but don't necessarily buy spend some time looking, spend some time talking. And I know we don't want that when we really want to date someone. I'm sure you've had this happen where the person just keeps messaging and messaging and messaging. You're like, are we getting on the phone? Like, is this going to go anywhere? And there's a lot of people that really don't ever move to that place. They really just want to chit chat. But if I had a client who really wasn't sure what they wanted, I would say, let yourself explore and and just tell people. You know, you're, I remember saying that when I first went on. I am brand new. I haven't dated in 27 years. Like I am a green bean. I don't know how this is going to go. And some people were like, "Yeah, I'm out." And some people they were, said, yeah, 
Like there were some people. They, they want they a serial smoke. dater. They they wanted someone. I had one guy that literally said to me, well, it sounds funny because I did the same thing later on in life, but I had one guy on the very first meet say to me, you are amazing. I think we have a lot of potential. That's are you like willing a job to interview? Get, okay. get off and give us, give us three months. And I said, we're having coffee. Yeah. And he said, right. He said, but for a relationship to work, you, you have to really be invested. So are you willing to not see anybody else and just invest in this for three months? And I said, absolutely not. Yeah. But yeah. there was something that wasn't right there. Cause then jump to jump to Mike in Santa Barbara. And I did do just that. But the first date, we had a lot of great phone calls. The first date, there was so much that was so good that I really wanted to explore. So I think if if a client came to me and they said, you know, I don't really know what I want, but I just want to date. I just want to have fun. Uh, I would just say, spend some time talking with people, maybe go out more so into like a party situation and just chit chat to just meet people organically too not just focusing and to start to find out because yeah i know who i wanted when i first got online seven years ago is not the person that i would want now i mean truly i'm gonna sound so shallow no i i i can see that i was i've been divorced for six years almost seven god i can't believe that i've almost been divorced i'm a widow but yeah i would date a different person today than i would have dated back And part of that is because you realize, okay, this really doesn't work for me, or this really is important. I thought maybe it wasn't, but it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of people will reach out to me when I was online distance. And I said, it's not going to work. It's, it's just not my schedule's busy. I just finished writing a book, you know, I'm good for you. Okay. Thank you. That's doing cool. workshops. I'm doing lots of things and I, I need to be based here. I could take a trip, but I'm not going to be flying across the country. So. I know. I have people that try to like, they look like, like me from, I mean, I love LA and I go out there a lot because I have clients out there, but yeah, I'm like, I can't even date somebody that's <laughs> not in New York or Philadelphia, let alone that's, it's hard. What happened yeah. to the guy in Santa Barbara? He was a great guy. He really was a great guy and he was very, um, he had certain ways he needed things done for his life to feel comfortable and secure and solid. And that was fine. But then he needed me to follow suit and it wasn't, it wasn't me. And I told him, I can, I can completely respect the way you do things and how you want things done when we're together. But in, in my house, like, oh, he wanted you to do certain things in your house too. Oh, these sounds like a good, very controlling with a little OCD. Yeah, little OCD, yeah. and it 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 wasn't comfortable enough. It was yeah. a little too rigid, a little too controlling, a little too set, and. Being in the psych field, you'll probably know this yeah, too. Yeah, I was going to say, you were probably able to pin I, that right away. <laughs> yeah. I got to be with somebody who's fun. I got to be someone who, who can roll with it. Yeah. I, I don't want to be concerned and worried and intense all the time in a, in a relationship. Yeah, so no, I it was, it, it was great yeah. to experience him. And he was a beautiful man, really a beautiful man. But we just weren't suited for long term. We were great for boyfriend, girlfriend, but we weren't suited for life. Mm-hmm. That was 
a learning yeah. lesson. And you have absolutely, you know, absolutely. Um, how long did you date him? Eight months. That's and a long time. Two, it was a long time. It, it was at the point where I, I needed to decide, okay, we're really in this or we need to not be. And yeah. my heart knew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, interesting. I want to correct myself because I think I mis I misnamed the candy bar. Um, <laughs> I think it's a hundred thousand dollar grand. I just wanted to make that clear because I'll probably get all these emails when this goes live. And I was sparing Danielle, my editor, having to fix that for me. So there you go. All right. So we are almost out of time. Dr. Brown, um, list any other last minute tips in your candy store challenge that we did not include. And also tell us about your book. Sure. I think it's important with the candy store to think about what it is that you're presenting, what it is that you're going for and what you're attracting. It's interesting to see who you attract and how you attract, and that can lessen or grow the candy store possibility. If you're really clear and direct about what you want, you're going to get closer toward that than if you're kind of nebulous. So as you're doing your, your perusing, you know, think about what it is that you are presenting. Show some friends your profile. Does it really look like you and sound like you? Be honest, because you're going to be on that date. And so there's no point to show photos that aren't you or to say, I love skydiving when you've never skydove in your life. Just yeah, yeah. Be, be honest with who you are because you want someone you can be comfortable with. I think that's really important. And then my book. Yeah. So I created an online program that I launched um, in September called Speaking with the Heart. And it was a compassionate communication program. And then my book uh, which is in final revision is a couple's communication book. And that. the focus is to help people understand that communication can be a love letter with yourself, yeah. with others. And so I go through the things that are important to know about communication, where, how to utilize it well, how we even start with our attachment styles and our love languages. I go through how do you step into a conversation and what are the best questions to ask? How do you prepare? How do you make it safe? How do you step out of a fight? And then I go into a lot of things that are important, like anxiety or family or sex and budget and children and some of the places where we really get knocked down in our ability to connect and communicate. And it comes off of my mom, but the whole focus is how do you build a bridge with compassion towards someone else? I might not have the same reality as you, but I can have compassion for yours. And so how, my book is about guiding you through those conversations where you, you might hold on to your truth completely, but you can really care and try to at least accept the other person's beliefs, needs, fears. We get very upset and angry when our partner doesn't treat us in the way that we think they should treat us. Mm -hmm. It's important to realize they've been hurt and injured. And anytime there's an argument, anytime there's a fight, anytime someone's fearful, it's because there needs to be more love and compassion. And so I really try to guide people through these, this book to find that place for compassion for yourself and compassion for the other and compassion for the relationship. Love that. That sounds great. When did you know when it's going to be released? You've released it. I don't because I'm going to be looking for a publisher. Oh, well, in to, oh, that's March. exciting. Okay, that's yeah. awesome. 
it'll well, be on I my have website. some experience in that space. I'm a, I have two books, actually, I wrote. Um, and we do a lot of pair for authors, so let me know if you're interested. Absolutely. You Please don't give me any hints. So I'm with an editor right now, and then we're going to submit it to indie publishers and see That's who exciting. might be interested. That's very exciting. Well, I wish you the best of luck. poetry books. It sounds like but, a success, so... That's awesome. Well, I hope so. And I much faded, so. I'm sure, to say the least. Um, I think so. It's yeah. a way of looking at it, too, which is why I wrote it. Yeah. yeah. For sure. All right. Well, thank you. And what are your handles on, on social so people can find you? Um, oh, gosh, there's a lot. Do you want me to send you a link? You can, you can put it in the... Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. No problem. Perfect. Yeah, and I'll put absolutely. My, my email as well. I've got a free gift on my website. For, oh, great. For, Why don't you plug mm -hmm. the website real, real fast? I mean, it's D-R-H-E-A-T-H-E-R-B-R-O-W-N-E dot com. So Dr. Heather Brown, no, no period dot com. And I have a newsletter. I have blogs. I've got podcasts that I've been on, TikTok, YouTube, kind of everything. I've got workshops just about to start. So anybody who is interested, feel free to reach out. I'd be happy to help. Okay. Love it. Thank you so much. You've Thank been great. you. Stay Wonderful away from the candy. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm only kidding. Sure. Actually, stay away from the fun dip. That. We don't need that. <laughs> you got it. You got it. <laughs> All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Race for the Ring. Today's episode was produced by Liz Hartshorn and edited by Danielle Gordon. I so appreciate your ear and insight. And if you like today's episode, please write us a review. They can make or break a good podcast. Just like a dull dude can be the kiss of death. Be sure to check out my new book, You Don't Need to Be a Bitch to Be a Boss. It's available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. And say hi to me on Instagram. I'm at Mindy.Barnett. See you next week. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.